Hey, Bridge Youth. It's so fun worshiping with you guys tonight. We want to say welcome to everybody joining us online. We're really excited for tonight. It's going to be a great, great night. Hey, we know that there's a lot of Bridge Youth family that's joining us tonight. A lot of our regulars that aren't able to join together right now and get together in person. So we are not practicing. We are practicing social distancing, but not spiritual distancing. We're gathering together. But we also know there's a ton of people who are probably brand new who are joining us. And so we just want to say welcome. Uh, you don't have to believe to belong here. If you're at home, you know how we welcome our guests. So just shout it out at your, just yell at your TV as loud as you can, like you're upset with your video games. We have our panel here who can help us shout it out and all of about three people of a studio audience sitting in the room. So we maintain our 10 uh, who will shout it out as well. But hey, if you are a guest, if you are new, if you're visiting us, we want to say we are here to build you up, not beat you up. Yeah. Hey, we love you. We back you. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hey, we're super excited tonight. Although we don't have our entire pastoral staff like we had planned on because of the whole rule of only having 10 people in a room at a time and all of that, um, we do have a handful of our pastoral staff here with us this evening. So why don't we do this? Why don't we go around and everyone introduce yourselves for anyone who maybe doesn't know you. Start with the Martins. Good evening. My own mic. All right, we'll yeah. put it to use. You know? Boy. You're being very clean right now. Are we introducing ourselves? Yeah, yeah. introduce oh. yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Ashley. <laughs> and? <laughs> Hi, my name is Zach Martin. This is my wife. Her last name is Martin also. I'm proud to say that. I'm one of the pastors here at the Bridge Church. Good evening. How long have you guys been married? Almost nine years. Almost nine years. Our That's, anniversary oh. is one week from today. One week from today? Yes, one week from Dang. today. Okay, in the midst of everything going on, do you guys have any plans then? Or are you like, we're going to plan this later? Something that doesn't involve our children, hopefully. Bet. Bet. You guys have how many kids? What are the names? We have three children. <laughs> she said, uh, oh my God. Three kiddos. We have a six-year-old girl. Her name is Livy. We have a three-year-old boy named Waylon and a almost five-month-old little girl named Walker. So awesome. All right. This side of the couch. Share. Just introduce yourself. Who are you? Hey, everybody. I'm Nick, and this is my beautiful wife, Jessica. Thanks. (laughs) Nick and Jessica Smith, you guys have um, two and three-fourths kids. Yes. Currently, so Cook, the one the cooking is about five weeks away from being born. Yeah, Lincoln is his name, and he'll be here at the end of April. And we have Dominic, who is eight years old, and London, who is five years old. Dominic's a little baller too. Dominic, how many? You were telling me the other day he scored how many points in one of his games? He averaged twelve points a season, a game this season. So he did great. And that's a team that is scoring an average of 13 points. So, <laughs> so, uh, hey, we're super excited for tonight in this panel. We're going to share a handful of wisdom as we're continuing and really concluding our series, P.S. I Love. It's a series all about love and dating, relationships, marriage, all of that stuff. And the series was entitled P.S. I Love blank because the blanks there, we're confused, man. Our generation, our society, our culture is confused about what real love is. But God's not confused and neither is his word. So we're going to dig into some of that stuff tonight. Super excited. I hope if you, uh, those of you who are from Bridge Youth, you know we are a note-taking church. So get your notebooks, get your uh, notes app open, get your journals, your diaries, whatever, and get ready to take some notes while you're grabbing those. Let's do some warm-up questions and get to know our panel a little bit more. Zach, Ashley, I'm dying to know this. Who has more shoes between the two? Here's what you don't know. Both, both Zach and Ashley, low-key sneakerheads, and they both have pretty <laughs> good shoe collections. I'm curious, who has more shoes? Ashley has more shoes for sure. I can't afford to be a sneakerhead. <laughs> uh, okay, can you... Are you able to zoom in on their shoes? Because both of them are wearing pretty tight shoes right now, actually. Zach's wearing some tight Vans Classics, and Ashley's wearing some pretty dope Nike Cortezes. Mess with it. All right, question number two, warm-up question. If you guys had to use one song to define your relationship, what song would it be? It could be a different song for each of you, too, because maybe it would be a different song. Do you want to go first? 
No, you go first. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's a hard one. Um, one song. One one song. Okay. <sighs> okay. I'm gonna go because I'm a '90s girl. I'm gonna I go with "Weak" by SWV. Hey, let's go. Hey, not There's all of our about two people watching live right now who know who that is. Not because our marriage is weak, but well, because... Well, they need to be educated on oh, 90s R&B. Okay. TLC. Let's go. Yeah, we went with... I think we were both thinking about 90s R&B songs because that's kind of our jam. That's our thing that we listen to together all the time. And um, I think, without being like overly serious about it, um, the song that kept coming to my mind was Water Runs Dry by Boys to Men. Boys to Men. If, it, if this, if we hadn't worked out, we would have made the biggest mistake of our lives. Don't anyway, do it, I'm just saying, so, right. So, yeah. Oh, we had, worship's done. My bad, my bad. <laughs> 90s really has some great music. TLC, Boys great, to Men. Great, so music. Fantastic hip-hop and rap in the yes, 90s. they so don't make it like that music. anymore. Oh, my gosh. Great stuff. All right, let's swing over to Pastor Nick and Jessica Smith. All right. If... You two were the finalists on American Idol, and you had to go head-to-head. Who would win? Come on now. I think they'd pick him. You think so? Yeah. Okay. See, I Explain actually think, I think she would win because she has stage presence. She has personality, and I'm kind of like a stick in the mud. I so. see every viewer at home who has ever seen Jessica lead worship going like this right now. Yes, sir. <laughs> yep, she sure does. Okay, what's your logic, though? Like, is it like he's just so lovable so the nation would well, vote for him? Well, I mean, or? he can sing pretty high, and he's a very good voice. And when he grew out his, like, fro in college yes. with the fro curly hair, it was Bring like it that was, like, the winning moment with his fro curly hair right there. You need to go back to the original American Idol and look up Justin Guarini. Yeah. That's what my hair looked like. Let's go. Bring back the fro, Nick. How much, if, if we start, everybody in this room gives you 20 bucks, will you bring it back? <laughs> if you didn't know, like, Nick is actually a great vocalist as well. Jessica, I would vote for you. Next question. <laughs> if your relationship was a TV show, what would that TV show be titled? The best I got is Keeping Up With The Chaos. Let's go. <laughs> I, who would watch Keeping Home, Keeping Up with the Chaos? I'd watch that show. That sounds like a, that sounds like a church family biker gang combo type <laughs> show. Keeping Up with the Chaos. But I would right. say Salt and Spice. Salt and Spice. Let's salt go. and Spice. I'm the salt. She's the spice. <laughs> salt and Pepper. Another great '90s. Uh, anyways, moving. Okay. Uh, this, every, everybody's going to have a different response to this, so we'll start on this side and move our way over. Uh, describe your perfect date night in 10 seconds or less. Ashley, go. Um, t- 10 seconds, that's pressure. Okay. Um, I'm inclined to say anything that I could eat a meal where my children won't interrupt me, but I would say anything by the beach, brunch at the beach. That's good. Brunch at the beach. I'm a brunch girl. I'm a dinner like the at beach. the beach guy. I don't want to wake up early. Come on. Zach, perfect date night, 10 seconds or less. I'm easy. So um, I want Gourmet Italia. Shout out to Mecula. So Original. Um, give me that and Ashley and just like a nice ambiance and we're good. And then just from there, we can take it. Come on now. Let's go. And when you say take it, what exactly? <laughs> Never mind. Next question. <laughs> Jessica, what, what, what's your f- perfect date night in 10 seconds or less? Dinner that I didn't make or have to clean up. Come on now. An awesome chick flick movie. Yes. At the movie theater with popcorn and a very extra large <laughs> Coke, vanilla Come Coke Zero. Now. Gotta have it. And end it with a massage. Let's go. That's a, I concur. That was a great day night. Pastor Nick, perfect date night. In 10 uh, seconds for less. me, great food, something competitive, bowling, something along those lines. Go getting a massage and then a romantic end. And by romantic, never mind. Moving on. We're PG, people. (laughs) Hey, um, all the way through this series, we've done a ton of question and response stuff. 
end. We seriously were over inundated with questions. We had so many come in uh, through Instagram. We had a question box at HQ, uh, personal questions that were asked from us. So many came in. I grabbed a handful of them tonight, kind of some MVPs of questions that I think would be great to hear from this panel. You've heard from Amber and I, a few others in the, um, throughout this series. But tonight, here's a few questions that I think every single one of us could really um, take some notes on for life and learn from, and we'd all be better for and grow from it. So we'll start with the Martins. Martins, um, what's the most important thing or things to look for in someone that you're wanting to date? What's the most important thing or things to look for in someone that you are wanting to date? Well, I think that it kind of, asking that question, I feel like it kind of goes without saying that you're probably not going to date somebody that you aren't first attracted to. So we'll just put that out there as that's already kind of in the mix, right? That it just kind of goes without saying. True. So that's very obvious. True. And, you know, for guys, like, we can be very visual in a sense. So, like, like, we can just limit it to that. But there's so much more to things than that, obviously. So um, I think immediately, if, if you're going to be serious about your faith and you want to be serious about your walk with God and kind of walking out your life, your relationship with integrity, I think for me, to put it the simplest way would be, if you meet somebody that you can absolutely be 100% honest with about what you believe, putting it all out there without sugarcoating any of it, and they say, okay, awesome, I'm on the same page with you, then you've got a good starting point. And I know that sometimes you have to get to know somebody to figure that out, but if you want to go any further than that in pursuing a relationship together, you have to make sure that you don't have to sugarcoat what you believe, what your values are, hold anything back to make them happy. No, you're able to put all of that out there in such a way that you're not worried about where this path is going. That's great. Ashley. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think my answer kind of just piggybacks off of what he said because, um, you know, here's the thing is sometimes, especially with, with girls, I don't know where we got this idea that we need to create a list of things that we want in a guy. Um, so if you're a girl right now and you have a list at home, I just want to nicely encourage you to rip it up into pieces and throw that in the trash. Um, only because <laughs> it's, it's heart stuff. Like it's all about the heart. And I think that you got to find someone who has the same values, who has the same things in their heart that you do. And the rest of the stuff can kind of just fall to the side. The rest of the stuff falls in line. It doesn't matter. It's, you know, if you can connect on a heart level, like on a values level, then um, everything else just sort of seems to work itself out. So, Random add-on. Do you guys believe in soulmates? No. That's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> that your wife just said, no. <laughs> That's a loaded question. Ashley, no. I think that once you make that decision, and I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you, yeah. then you've just signed up for a soulmate. So That's good. I don't know if that person was out there until you made that decision, but when you made that decision, they were the one. And. Yes. You know, I don't know if you're going to ask that question later, but if that's the same thing, I don't really believe personally in the one. I believe that there's a lot of people that you might be compatible with, but there's probably going to be someone that you fall in love with, and that's who you should stay with. Well, you, Smith, this is, this is in the notes, but do you believe in soulmates? A lot of, you, you don't even know how many people have asked us that question. Do you guys believe in soulmates? Yes. I think that God will bring that perfect... Why don't you just stop there, though? Just Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then Ashley and Jessica can fight about it afterwards. In fact, you should have a list. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you should have a list. You should have soulmates are real. Um, no, I do. I think that you have a soulmate in the fact that God is going to bring someone along your path that directly lines up with the path that he's put you on. And if you're in the will of God and they're in the will of God, then your paths are going to intersect. And God's going to bring that together because that's his will. And... Um, so when that happens, to not fight it, that that's, that that's your soulmate, and, and to go with, you know, what God is giving you in your life. What do you think, Pastor Nick? I don't believe, like, in the one. I believe you choose the one. There we go. And you stay with what you chose, and you honor, and so getting married is a big deal, people. Yeah. That's right. Man, that's so good. Super, super good. Thanks, Martins, for your response in that. Uh, Pastor Nick, Jessica? This is 
one question that we got maybe more than any other, if not more than any other, it's up there. But what should you do while you're single? We talked a lot about dating and relationships and future marriage, but what should you do while you're single? I think be patient. I think a lot of times when I was younger, I I was so impatient. Maybe I felt like I was alone or was I ever going to meet that person? And you see everyone else dating. You see everyone else doing that. And it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Well, now and looking back, I think when you're young, that's the time to find yourself. That's the time to find out who you really are. That's the time to grow in your relationship with God. I feel like a lot of young people, you could save yourself a lot of heartache and pain by just going deeper with the Lord, not worrying about the soulmate, because that will come along in God's time. And so I think, you know, look at Romans 12, 1 and 2, be a living sacrifice, renew your mind with the Lord on a daily basis, get yourself right. Because if you can't find yourself, you're never going to find yourself with somebody else. Yeah, we said a lot in this series, you'll never be right with a mate until you're right with your maker. So what do you think, Jess? And I agree with all of that, as well as, um, you know, I think the question comes up about purity a lot in what should I do when I'm single. And um, I did a little lesson for our youth group when we had a youth group um, where I just had a paper heart and it was like, oh, this is my first kiss and this is my first handhold and this is my first, oh, I went a little too far and this is my first. And, and as you give little pieces of yourself in purity away to different people, like those things are a big deal. So think in terms of your singleness, what else am I going to have of my heart to give to that person who God eventually brings across my path? And maybe it's one of those first that you already had, but maybe it's not. And so what do you have left to give? And for those of you out there who have already given some stuff away that you now regret, um, God can restore that 100% wholeheartedly. I I am a living sacrifice, a living, breathing example of that, I guess. Not a sacrifice, but an example of that. And, you know, when something's taken from you, or when you willingly give it, God can restore that to you 100%. Uh, that's so good. And, and the thing is, too, like a lot of people, will, what, with what you said about giving stuff away, a lot of people will immediately go to, like, I guess what you could say, worst case scenario. But I kind of been encouraging students throughout this, this series, like, you know, like even like the random stuff that you, because everything um, given is something lost to a degree. And as dumb as it is, as dumb as it sounds, I no longer can watch the movie Too Fast, Too Furious with my wife because I went on a date with a girl in the eighth grade before I was saved and like the movie wasn't watched. You know what I'm saying? Like it was in the background and like, and now it's like, yo, like that's a really random, like really kind of goofy or maybe stupid thing. There's greater movies out there that you could potentially have lost in your collection than Too Fast, Too Furious although that is the one where Tyrese says, ejecto cito cuz, and like the dude flies out the passenger seat, which is a great line, maybe the best line in all cinematography. Uh, but, you know, it is kind of the thing, it's like, man, like, I do wish I didn't give away all some of the random stuff. And so I think going back to what you said, Nick, being patient, it's critical. Anything else anyone wants to add on that, being single, what should you do anyway? I think everything that they just shared was spot on, and I, I would agree with all of it, um, because you want to be the best you. You know, a lot of people are waiting for the perfect person, the right person to come their way and lose sight of being the right person to walk into somebody else's life. And so I, I totally second everything that, that they just said. But I would also say this. Um, I was 30 when I got married, and I, I've said this so many times, but if my 18-year-old self or my 21-year-old self or my 25-year-old self had been told that I wouldn't get married until I was 30, I would have been like, oh, my gosh, that's how long it's going to be. But then when I met Ashley, um, I guess if I'm really honest, like when I met Ashley and we got married, it was like it felt like all of that stuff just drifted away and that time wasn't a big deal anymore because you meet that person that's gonna, that wants to walk the distance with you. And so all that stuff that's in the background fades away. And I think... You know, without going on and on about it, I think kind of trying to take God's perspective on that. Look, play the movie out. See the big picture. Don't let the way you feel in this moment or even how you felt for a little while, 
you know, determine the decisions that you're going to make for the rest of your life. Because when, when it all comes together, you're going to look back and say, I'm glad I did it the right way. I'm glad I was patient. I'm glad um, that, you know, I, I kept my integrity, my purity in, in many different respects. We've been saying a lot in this series when it comes to all of this stuff, when it comes to love, sex, dating, relationships, future marriage, all of that. We've been saying a lot to zoom out. Zoom out, because so many people, so many students and teenagers, they're not thinking about five years, 10 years, 15 years down the line. They're thinking about this weekend, tomorrow, what's for dinner, you know? And so with this stuff, it's too important to just have this narrow view. You got to zoom out like Zach was saying. It's super, super good. Um, all right. Next, Martins, um, how do you know someone is the right person or the one? Well, I know we all kind of just gave our opinions about the one. Um, you know, without going on about that, there's nothing wrong with having a, a kind of that, whether it's a romantic sense or for a lot of ladies, I know like that fairy tale sense of meeting that one person, but it just comes together. There's nothing wrong with hoping for that and believing for that. It's really not. Um, I think to me, uh, you know, we, we talked earlier about just, uh, you know, not being able to sugar, not having to sugarcoat what you believe and the direction that you want to go and finding someone that will walk that path with you. But, you know, the reality is, is that there are a lot of people who have dreams in their heart and they meet somebody and they might fall in, if you want to call it fall in love with, or, you know, they ha they strike up a relationship, but maybe that person doesn't want to go where they want to go. And so maybe they're held back even in marriage at times or something like that. And I know that for me, um, I, this is a phrase that's been used probably a bunch, but um, it wasn't about finding somebody that I could live with, but like I knew for us, the determining factor was like, I could not live without her. Like it, I, I was going to be miserable if it didn't work out. And that was the determining factor for me, especially with Ashley. And so, um, I think like when you meet that person that you're like, no, like they can't not be in my life, um, for all the right reasons, it, it's just a deal breaker to not pursue it and try to make it happen. And yeah, and I think that when you meet that person, you cannot live without them for all of the right reasons, then you know. Let me, let me just ask really quick, because this is coming to mind. You've shared your story, your guys' story with me quite a bit, Pastor Zach, and you had a moment where um, the calling that you believe God had placed on your life had kind of brought you at this fork in the road with your relationship with Ashley, and you walked that out in, I think, a pretty incredible way. So maybe just really briefly share what that looked like and, and how you walked that out. Because I think a lot of people, a lot of students, when they get to a fork in the road that says my relationship or what God has for me, they choose my relationship. So, Yeah, I mean, the really, really short version of it is just, you know, basically Ashley and I, um, we're both pastor's kids. And, you know, I, I dated, she dated. We, you know, knew what it was like to have uh, relationships with other people. But at the end of the day, um, we met in a place that we were planted, that we knew we were called to be. And the idea of, like, breaking away from that place. And Ashley and I had a really rocky spot there where, like, it just wasn't coming together. But yet I wanted it to and I was ready to force it to and whatever else. But um, I knew that she understood me, my, like, what was in my heart, my calling, and where I wanted to go. And I knew that not anybody was just going to walk down that path. And, um, you know, not to say that pastoring is, like, the highest calling. It's whatever God's called you to do is your highest calling. But for me, it was this, and not everybody's going to walk down that path. And there's no way that you can do it well in the long run without having a spouse that's willing to walk that path. And so that was a thing for us. And then even geographically, you ended up on the other side of the world for a while, and you guys still ended up. But you still put God first, and I think that, that in a lot of ways is why God really uh, ended up bringing it all back together, you know. But Ashley, what do you think? Uh, what... What do you, how do you know when someone is the right person or they're the one? Yeah, I'm everything that Zach said, I 100% agree. And also, I love what Nick said a moment ago when you, you choose somebody. Um, so I think that it's sometimes a bit romanticized, the idea of, like, the one. I found the one. And while, yes, like, Zach is the one but he's the one that I chose. And like, I'm the one, but I'm, I'm the one that he chose. And, you know, I think that, I think you, you, you're just walk you're walking through life and you're, you're serving God and you're building your relationship with God and you, your paths collide, you know, as you're pursuing God, 
as you're pursuing the things that he's placed in your heart, your paths eventually collide with someone. And, you know, it's, you're, there could be a lot of people that your paths collide with, you know, and that's not to say that like, oh, there's a lot of people I could have been happy with because I do believe that Zach absolutely is the one that, that God chose for me. But, um, you know, I think that it's just a matter of, of choice. And like, we, we choose every day. We choose each other every day. And um, we choose God. And God, you know, brings us together. And I, th- I just think, I love what you said. I think it's choice, you know. I love how you said you choose every day. Because I think that for like obviously in our generation, in our society, in our culture right now, people might choose on the wedding day and then all of a sudden 10 years, 15 years down the line, they decide, well, I don't want to choose anymore. And well, you know, our key scripture for this series has been uh, the famous love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13 that you hear at every single wedding you ever do. I know for a fact, every wedding the two of you ever officiated that verse, because every wedding I've ever officiated, you end up reading that verse. But when you go down the line on love is patient, love is kind, and it doesn't envy, and it doesn't boast, and it's not selfish, all of those things, none of them are emotions. They're all choices. So, uh, I think, I think yeah. that's the thing one of the things about saying like the one is there's a lot of emotion and feeling wrapped up in the one. Whereas, like you said, it, you're, you have to choose that. But once you go to the altar, like the feelings aren't there every day. So you do have to make the choice every day. I choose you every day. Smith, anything you guys want to add on that? I think that what she's hitting on is exactly what I was thinking is just you're going to fall in love with that soulmate at some point in your life and you're going to have those rose-colored glasses and it's going to be wonderful and it's going to be amazing and you're going to be in love. And, but then there's going to come a time when, when it's rough, you know, when, when you move or when you go through a tragedy, one of you loses, you know, a, a death in your life of somebody else in your life, a family member or something, and you're going to go through tough stuff. And it's that time when love becomes a choice and not a feeling. And so, um, you know, just having love, like, yes, you're going to fall in love. Yes, you're going to have that whole romantic experience when you're first you know, coming into contact with that person that God has for you for the rest of your life. But that love as a choice is, is so important because there, there's going to be days and then there's going to be moments and there's, there might even be time segments that love is not a feeling, it's a choice. How long have you guys been married? Almost 12 years. <laughs> she looked at you quick. She said, how long, Nick? That's a, How long, we're gonna Nicholas? Have a discussion is your name later. actually Nicholas? Is that your full name, Nicholas? Yes. Nicholas, yes. Nicholas. Yes. Can I ask on camera, what's your middle name? Adam. Nicholas Adam. Sheesh. She said, how long, Nicholas Adam? Well, that, was, that was twofold. That was one, does he know? And number two, I have pregnancy brain real bad right now. Let's go. Come on now. Hey, can I just add, like, what you're saying, so true, 100%, like, you will have like the honeymoon phase where it's all butterflies and rainbows and every day is romance and it's, you know, that's going to happen. But then you have the rough seasons and we, Amber and I have been married for um, 10 years. I was actually just telling Zach, like it always trips me out that like Amber and I have been married longer than Zach and Ashley. And I'm like, if you ever need marriage advice, Zach, just let me know. I'm two doors down from the office. <laughs> no, but, but I think honestly, it's the same with your relationship with God. Like, you get saved, and you're like, this is so sick. I'm going to tell everybody. God is so good. I can't believe he's forgiving me for everything. And, and then you have rough seasons. And maybe for some people at home, right now is a rough season because you don't get to be at church, and you don't get to, get to be in contact with your connect group leader like you were before and your friends from church. And so you're maybe, for many of you, we've talked, and, and your parents have, have been, um, they've been laid off. Or what was the word you were telling me yesterday, Nick, in the... Furloughed. Furloughed. I didn't know what that meant. Nick, Nick, uh, help me out. And maybe, maybe that's the position that your family's in right now. And that's tough. But can I tell you, man, your real faith or even in a relationship, the real love, it's when the things get tough, man. That's when um, um, it can be developed and strengthened like never before. Anybody can be in love in the honeymoon phase. Anybody can walk the walk of faith when things are good. It's the tough seasons that builds that endurance, that character, and that strength. So, hey, let's move on. Um, uh, Pastor Nick, Jessica, it's a great question. 
I wanted to throw it out your guys' way because you guys right now, you have a son, you have a daughter, you have a son on the way. As parents, um, what, somebody asked a student, um, what should I be attracted to and how should I attract? What should I be attracted to and how should I attract? I think you're going to naturally have some physical traits or whatever that you're attracted to, right? Some people may like, oh, I want someone who's like six foot five. Some people are like, I don't care about that. I don't want somebody who's nice. I don't know. It could be different for everybody. That's subjective. But in the things that you want, it shouldn't be so much about physical characteristics. I want to know about like the person's qualities. Um, can you stand their personality or do you just like the way they look? <laughs> Like, is this somebody you can spend 50 years with? Uh, is this somebody you can have a bad day with and have a great day with and have a I'm sick throwing up? Can you hold my hair moment with? Like, or is this just, oh, I like this person's body or something? Like, you got to think beyond that. And I think if you, the things that you should be attracted to, I definitely think, do they love God? Because I honestly would say for us, the foundation of our relationship has always been God. Even if we have gone through rough seasons, it's always going back to God. And if you don't have that foundation, it can get hard. It can get tough. You know, there's, we've had moments where we started a discussion argument and like it's three o'clock in the morning and we're still talking Word. it through. And, but then we get to the point where it's like, okay, God, we surrender. When you guys are arguing, this is random. Who talks more? That's an easy question, my wife. Polar opposite with Amber and I. Amber, Amber's like, you've been talking for 30 minutes. Where are we going with this? He says those same things. Man, that's good. What do you think, Jess? Um, well, I think that I did make a list when I was like 16, 17 years old, but it was more so that I could focus on what were my non-negotiables and then what were going to be my red flag things. So my non-negotiables was he loves God. My non-negotiables was he's called into full-time ministry because I felt like I was called to be a pastor's wife and be in ministry full-time aside from my vocation of being a teacher. And, um, and then also that he wanted kids. Like that was a big deal to me. And so I always knew I wanted to be a wife and a mom. And if I was going to marry somebody who didn't want kids and that wasn't in their heart, then I didn't want that person to be the one I spent the rest of my life with. So you have to figure out what are the non-negotiables. And then the red flags was, okay, if they, um, if they don't love God, that's a red flag for me. Um, and then there were other things that I was just like, I will not go down that road if that's um, a quality that I find in a friend that's a guy and, and we're having a friendship and I think that I might like this guy, there might some, be some things that are red flags that I'm going to say, okay, and this guy gets to just stay be, being my friend and we, we don't get to go any further than that because of this red flag. And I don't even necessarily need to let him know that. I just need to know, like, we're, I'm not going to pursue it anymore. And so as far as, like, physical attraction goes, your personality should be the thing that attracts and that you're trying to attract. So, um, like, all of the physical things. What did you say to me earlier about appearance? I said, don't advertise it if it's not for sale. Yeah. Ooh. Preach. What do you go to Chick-fil-A for? Chicken. You don't show up to Chick-fil-A and ask for a burrito, you know? Yeah. Laying on the menu. You're not looking for buns at Chick-fil-A, right? You so, know that is that's that, that's a statement from a, a father of a daughter right there. Yeah. Yes, cover cover all Zach the parts said, yeah. for sure. Hey, I got a tip for for young people. If you're looking at somebody as a potential relationship, how do they treat their mom or dad? Yeah. Come on. How do they treat their brother or sister? And how do they treat just other females or males? Like so, how do they treat them and? So, and if you're not okay with how they treat them or talk to them or if they're given disrespect, whatever it may be, that's a red flag because anybody can put on a show for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. But what happens behind the scenes right. when you're not there? 
Well, and it's the whole, like, train up a child in the way they should go. Like, right now, we're trying to train up our kids. You know, Dominic is holding the door for me, or Dominic's trying to open the door for me. And he's trying to do things that are helpful to me. So, gentlemen, chivalry is not dead. And you should be being chivalrous. And that is attractive to girls. That really is. If you are willing to be selfless rather than self-promoting, um, that is attractive to girls. And ladies, being yourself and being authentic and not trying to put on this mask of what is my best Instagram self? What does that look like? Um, your, just your authenticity, authenticity um, is attractive to guys in the fact that they don't need you with all that makeup. Like the other day I came in and I was like, all right, like, um, like, do you want to kiss me before we go to bed? Because I'm about to wash my face. And he was like, you don't need all that. Like, I'm not looking for all that. And even after 12 years of marriage, I was still like, okay, I'm all dolled up. And, and he was like, I don't need all that. So it's just, it's being authentic. It's being yourself. And are you okay with a guy who's going to see you, you know, when you're married down the road, when you're, you know, slumming it in your, in your jams all day, in your quarantine self. When you're looking busted. Um, you know, when I have my daytime PJs and my nighttime PJs kind of thing. Um, you know, and when, when you get like, right now I was like, I even told him today, I said, you did not sign up to marry this when you got married. He was like, I wasn't signing up to marry somebody nine months pregnant, you know, for multiple reasons. But, um, but you know, you're not always going to look cute. You're not going to always look your bathing suit cute, summer bikini cute kind of, kind of way, girls. And so, you know, you're, the personality aspect of this is the thing that should be the focus of just being the authentic person that God created you to be. Authentic. Don't, girls... Don't do that, like, weird fake laugh thing. <laughs> Guys don't think it's cute. When a guy says something and it's, like, not even that funny, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like, dudes hate that. Like, it's not cute at all. Anything to add on that, Martin, before we move on to the last question? No, you guys covered that one really well. Yeah, that was awesome. When you're ready to date, when your parents say you're ready to date, and all the parents at home said Amen. amen. That's I know right. that's the least, like, popular youth pastor thing I can say, but, like, now that I'm 30 and, like, Amber and I are starting to talk about having kids, I'm like, parents, Do it. Oh, shoot. Oh. the bridge youth has been pressing us so hard about this topic, okay? <laughs> but when your parents say you're ready, that's when. Um, last question. I want to just go maybe um, about a minute each and just share this. It's kind of tough question as far as how I can nail it down wording, but imagine for a moment that every Bridge Youth student, everyone watching online is your son or your daughter, and tonight you were able to leave them with just one parting piece of advice. If you could tell your son, your daughter, um, just one thing about love, sex, dating, relationship, uh, maybe it's something you know now that you didn't know when you were younger. One big piece of advice, what would it be? Let's start with you, Pastor Nick. Um, 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. I believe this is one of those things that applies to a lifelong decision such as marriage. Um, Don't attach yourself to somebody that isn't the same faith that you are. Don't attach yourself to somebody that is going a different direction than you are. Um, all tonight, people have mentioned kind of being on a, a parallel path or, or whatnot. You're going the same direction. It's so important because God has a plan for your life. And his plan isn't to just, okay, your passion, your purpose is all gone when you meet somebody. So how does that intersect with somebody and you keep going towards that? I think that you really need to look at that. And I think especially for when you're young, I'm just going to get real. You think, I'm missing out, I'm missing out, I'm missing out, I'm missing out, I'm lonely. You're never alone. God's there. And if, and if you really wonder, hey, is sex worth the wait? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I would say this, it means a lot more when you've waited. And so I would say if you can wait, by all means wait. And if something's happened already, hey, go to God. He can restore you and, and just keep going towards, towards the Lord. Let's, let's bounce to this side. Ashley, what would you say? Uh, it's a tough one. Um, 
I think that when you are in junior high and high school, so that's a period of seven years of your life, right? That's it's still seven <sighs> years, junior. <laughs> Pi R squared. <laughs> like it's been a while Carry since I've been in school, guys. <laughs> Um, but that's a period of seven years of your life. And while seven years is a good amount of time, in the grand scheme of your life, seven years is nothing. And so I think that it's so easy to think like, well, I got a date now and I got a date. And hey, there's nothing wrong with dating. If, if you are doing that within the boundaries that your parents have given you, then, then that's awesome. But it's okay to not date. Come on Like now. it's okay to be the maybe one person that is like, you know what, I'm just not going to date right now. Because you know what, it's so easy to get into a relationship that is just not good for you. Like as a young person, um, wisdom is not fully developed and that's not a put down at all. But like to carry the weight of a relationship um, is sometimes we're not emotionally prepared for that when we're in junior high and when we're in high school. And listen, you're going to get out of high school. I've already been out of high school, out of school for longer than I would like that period of junior high and high school. And gosh, like so much life has happened since then. And I would just encourage you to, to not feel like you have to be in a relationship just for the sake of being in a relationship. Like you're really not missing out on anything, honestly. Like be with your friends, pursue God. You know, ask God, like, God, do you, do I, is this even a time for me to be dating, you know, and, and God will show you, you won't be missing out. Um, I know you'll feel like you will, but you're going to get out of school and life is going to go on and, and you're going to be good. Like, you'll be okay. I promise. That's so good. I actually quote Zach so much in this and I never have once given him credit for it. So this is the one moment where you get credit and this includes with love, sex, dating, relationships, you will never come in last by putting God first ever. Just a parting piece of advice. Um, as an educator, I want to tell you that girls' brains are fully developed at 21, and guys' brains are fully developed at 25. Let's go. And so yeah. um, you, that impulse control that you're feeling right now, it's not fully developed chemically, like physiologically in your brain. So it's okay to be patient. And when I grew up, there was this slogan in the 90s of true love waits. And I had my true love waits purity ring. And you know what? It's, but it's really true. It was cliche, but it's really true. True love does wait. And I'm so glad that I waited. And I'm so glad that he waited for me. And we didn't know each other growing up in this time when you're in those seven years of junior high and high school. We had never met at that point in our life. And so, um, you know, you might meet your soulmate in junior high, and that's awesome, but you might not, most of you will not meet your soulmate in junior high or high school, and you will have to wait until after that. 99% of you. <laughs> so, you know, I just, just wait. Just be patient. Be authentic. Grow in who you are. Grow in who God has made you to be, and, and be patient for God to just let your paths cross naturally. That's so good. Lastly, Pastor Zach. Um. Um, just really, really quick, I would say a handful of things. Um, what you want when you're 16 is not what you want when you're 18, is not what you want when you're 21, is not what you want when you're 25. And when you're, especially, this is not at all, like Ashley said, it's not a put down to where you guys are at right now in junior high and high school. But the vast majority of relationships that exist during that time is based simply on your attractional qualities, right? I mean, it's not long-term thoughts or thinking because what, what you want as time goes by will change. So consider that because sometimes if it's just an attractional relationship, then all that exists there is those attractional, physical, emotional things. And sometimes those are going to lead you down a bad path. So consider that. Other thing I would just say really quickly to guys, because um, I don't feel like I could talk like, like I've, I've never walked in your shoes, girls, but as a father of a daughter, um, a couple things, two, like two guys, choose, two choose not, what is, she said daughters. father of two daughters, you said a father Sorry. of a daughter. Sorry, father of two daughters, yes. Um, you need to see, you need to see girls as not people that you can get something from, because 
Like, God values them a whole lot more than that. And if you devalue them in that way, then it, it puts a scar on them. But later on, it will put a mark on you, and you'll be known for that. And that's not who you want to be. You don't want your identity to be that. And then the other thing is, later on in life, you will take, in a good sense, you will take pride in the kind of giver that you can be to your wife and the kind of giver that you can be to your family and to your kids. So before you ever get married, don't be a taker of the girls in your world where you are want something from them. Like choose now to be a path where like you are life-giving in a relationship, like you want to provide good things in a relationship. Don't be a taker because there's a lot of guys that get a bad reputation. They walk down a very bad path because that's all that they want is what they can get from girls. And just don't be that person. Don't be that guy. And I would, I would hope that my son would be okay. Like Nick and I probably both have experienced this when we were younger because I know that we have similar backgrounds in church and stuff. But I was very naive with girls all throughout high school. And I always wanted to kind of overcome that insecurity. But what I found out later was that if you're a gentleman, if you're a good guy who's on a good path, there's something that girls like about the guy that's a little bit naive about things because there's an innocence in that. And it's okay to be innocent. Guys, it's okay to be a bit naive, and it's okay to be a bit insecure, because if you're walking down a good path, then God's going to work all that stuff out, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to wind up good for you. Pastor Zach, can I ask you, uh, before I'm, I'm going to pray one prayer, but would you just pray over um, Bridge Youth, over everyone watching, um, just over these areas of life that we would put God first, and um, just that God would bless them through it, and that uh, anybody who's maybe made mistakes, that they would receive God's healing and forgiveness and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Father, I thank you for all of our students that are a part of Bridge Youth. God, I know that as a staff, we're just blown away at the things that you've been doing in Bridge Youth. And I just, right now as we pray, I just look into the camera and I just want to identify with every single student that's watching right now. And just, God, I thank you for them. I thank you for all that you've done in their lives, what you are doing in their life, that you have drawn them to this community. God, I pray that within the sound of this prayer right now, for every single student that's hearing it, Lord, that they would just make a choice to walk down your path and that it would be a path that leads them, with your, leads them into your best and the good things that you have for them. Father, I pray that they would see others of the opposite sex the way that you do, the way that you value them, they would so value them also. God, I pray that the girls and the guys that are a part of this community, Father, that they would strengthen each other, that they would encourage each other, that they would walk together, that they would just be linked up arm in arm, God, not physically right now during this time, but emotionally, spiritually encouraging one another, God, to walk down the right path, that they would make good choices and that they would have a community of people around them that would encourage them in those choices. But then, above all else, God, I pray that the bond that they build with you and the relationship that they have with you would be something that sustains them. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to them, that you would lead them, that you would guide them. I pray that every time they're about to make a step, that they're about to make a decision, whether it's in a relationship or toward a relationship, that they would hear that still small voice that lives right there and speaks right there, telling them to take that step or to not take that step, that you would create those boundaries around them, that they know that there's safety within the boundaries and the parameters that you've given them because you have their best interests at heart. God, I pray that you would strengthen students, that they would stand together. And again, I thank you, God, for the purposes that you have. I pray that they would see the big picture, that they would just take the thousand-foot perspective, God, and look at the macro of their life, Lord, and everything you're calling them to, and they wouldn't get caught up in the micro and make a decision that will mess up that thing that you're calling them and drawing them toward. God, for those who have made mistakes, I just pray, God, that if, even if they had a misstep here and there, that you would show them, God, that you're a redeemer, you're a restorer, and that you can walk us into better plans. You take those things which could only have bad consequences and somehow make them into good things, and that you would do that in our students' lives. Speak to them now. Let them know that you're with them, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And the last thing tonight, before we close, we really can't end this series and, and move past this moment without giving an opportunity to everybody watching um, to step into what would be really the best relationship you could ever step into, which is with your heavenly father, with your savior, the one who actually invented love, the one who created love. So tonight, wherever you're at and whatever life might look like for you, maybe you're watching and this is your first time ever really being in a church experience. Can I tell you, God loves you. He has a plan for your life. He's so real. Maybe you're someone like Zach was praying for just a few moments ago who has made mistakes in these areas. And maybe you even have made mistakes to the point where you feel like you're unlovable. Maybe you feel like you're damaged goods. Can I tell you tonight, 
God is not short on forgiveness and mercy and grace. There is no sin too far for him to forgive. And whatever your life might look like right now, I promise you this, you'll never be right with a mate until you're right with your maker. And God loves you so much. The Bible's clear that really all we have to do is in faith declare that Jesus is Lord over our lives and we will be saved. And maybe you're sitting in your living room, maybe you're with friends or family right now. This right here is your moment. My moment was 15 years old at a Christian club at my school because there was free pizza and God met me there and I stepped into a relationship with him. So if that's you, I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand. All I'm gonna do is in this moment, I'm gonna pray. And I just am going to, in this moment, say this prayer, let it be your prayer. Wrap your heart around these words. Believe them with all of your heart. Declare in your own heart that Jesus is Lord and he'll meet you and you'll find salvation in this moment. And I guarantee you this, you'll step into a relationship with someone who will never fail you forsake you, leave you, it'll be the greatest relationship you could ever have. If that's you at home right now, bow your head, close your eyes, wrap your heart around this prayer right here. God, we need you. We've messed up. We've sinned. We've missed the mark. Many of us, we've messed up bad. But God, you love us and you forgive us so much that Jesus, you came and you died on a cross for our sins but you didn't stay dead. You rose in victory so the forgiveness of our sins would be permanent forever. In this moment tonight, we give you our hearts, we give you our lives, we give you our relationships, all the relationships we'll ever be in. We give you our future, we give you our past, we give you our present. We declare you are Lord over our lives and we're gonna follow you every single day. No looking back and no turning back. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Hey, I'm assuming that you're having a party and going crazy at home right now because that's the best decision that you could ever make with your life. Here's the thing. This is not the end of the journey. It's the beginning of the journey. And we've created these videos called The Next Seven Days that we feel like it's our responsibility to get you these videos. Really what it is, is it's gonna be me like on your phone, like a dork, just walking through like, here's day one and what prayer looks like. Here's what reading your Bible looks like. And at home in, in the midst of, of being quarantined, man, you can have this opportunity to learn what walking out this journey of faith really looks like. So all you have to do, super simple, just go to our Instagram and DM us the words next seven. Our team will get you the videos. They'll connect with you. They'll get you all seven days. And so I promise you this, you'll be blessed through them. Hey, they won't be able to hear you, but at home, can we thank you? Uh, can we thank the panel yeah. right now for sharing wisdom and all of that? Bridge Youth, we absolutely love you. Church on Sunday is not canceled, but we will be online 9.30, 11.30. It's gonna be a great morning. If you were there last week online, you know it was an awesome morning. Pastor had a great word for us. This weekend's gonna be amazing as well. Make sure to follow us on all our platforms to stay up to date on everything. We got a ton of stuff coming up. We love you, Bridge Youth. We will see you Sunday morning for church.